Grace to you and peace and welcome. You're listening to Second on the Mount, a podcast of sermons from Second Presbyterian Church in beautiful Roanoke, Virginia. My name is Ben Brannan, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults. And each week it is our hope that from the pulpit, God will twist and mold our words to land upon the listener's ears in a meaningful way that will inspire faith, encourage hope, and cultivate love in action. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here with us. Please subscribe and share, and I pray that through our words, you may grow closer to God. Let us turn to God in prayer once more. Let us pray. Holy God, let something essential happen. Something more than entertaining and delightful, something more than we expect. Let something essential happen, something beautiful and real and awesome. Let something essential happen that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts and minds might be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our gospel passage for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, and then 25 through 30. Listen now for God's word then and God's word now. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Last week during the youth mission trip to Kentucky to serve with Appalachia Service Project, I showed my age several times. But one time in particular stuck with me. We were leaving our cabins to go to the Family Life Center where we had all of our meals, and I did something that made all four youth on the trip and even the two young adult chaperones stop right where they were. I mean, this thing was so outdated that one of them actually said, Ben, please tell me you didn't just do that. (laughs) 
you know what I did? I dabbed. <laughs> yep, I dabbed. But just so everyone is clear, that move is not cool anymore. Learn from me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me so you don't make the same mistakes. I learned the hard way. But from one generation to the next, fads come and go, society and culture changes, and what was cool or in or hip or dope or far out in one generation is, can be super sus and cringe in the next generation. Not only social and cultural fads change and influence our lived experience, but the historical location of generations can shed light on how we all see ourselves and how we interact with other generations and with the world. Each generation having lived in a particular time within a particular national and global setting, each generation has unique characteristics. So let's look at the generations as we know them, and I will invite you to raise your hand when your generation is called. So let's start with the silent generation, those born between 1928 and 1945. These are the, thank you for raising your hands. <laughs> These are the children of the Great Depression and World War II. The formative years of this generation saw the devastating economic downturn of the 1930s. They experienced the enduring trauma of war and then the tireless rebuilding of a post-war nation. This generation is characterized as thrifty, loyal, respectful, and determined. The silent label refers to their image as conformists and their civic-mindedness. Next, we have the baby boomers, those born between 1946 and 1964. The name was given to this generation due to the baby boom that followed the war. This generation played a major role in the civil rights movement, including advocacy for women's rights. They experienced the first tech revolution with the advent of the personal computer and the internet. This generation is characterized as relationship-centered, goal-centric, self-assured, and resourceful. Many in this generation fought in wars, while others served in the anti-war movement of the time. They witnessed transformative social movements and technological advancements. Next, we have Generation X, those born between 1965 and 1980. <laughs> the X in their name was used because they refused to be defined. The formative years of this generation included space exploration, great tension between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, and the development of the modern computer. They are sometimes referred to as the middle child of generations. The generation is characterized as independent, flexible, critical thinkers, and self-reliant. They are the latchkey kids. This generation experienced economic recessions and witnessed the effects of globalization, so the need for adaptability was seen in the economic, social, and cultural landscapes. Next, we have millennials those born between 1981 and 1995. There's four of us. <laughs> Come on now. 
Millennials grew up when technological advancements revolutionized the world we live in, witnessing the rise of social media and the accessibility of information. They faced the challenges of the 2008 economic recession, entering the workforce, grappling with high unemployment rates and financial insecurity. They brought heightened attention to environmental issues. This generation is characterized as curious, willing to accept change and be changed, team-oriented, and they value feedback. Generation Z is our final generation, or Gen Z, those born between 1996 and 2009. I know there's a few of you in here. Gen Z grew up not knowing a world before the internet or smartphones. Gen Z exists in a hyper-connected world which has greatly impacted them, and the COVID-19 pandemic is the defining moment of their generation. Gen Z is more racially and ethnically diverse than any previous generation. They can be characterized as digital natives, highly educated, entrepreneurial, and aware. They pursue connection just in different ways than before. They seek knowledge and wisdom just in different ways than before. Gen Z is using their digital fluency to connect, organize, and amplify their voices for things that matter to them. And I see a couple out there, it's not in my notes, but a couple out there that are in Generation Alpha, the new generation from 2010 on. You can raise your hand. We don't know much about you yet, <laughs> but we're learning. But much like the unique characteristics of each generation that make them unique and their own, John the Baptist and Jesus too had unique characteristics. They actually could not be more different. John, the bug-eating wilderness prophet who wears odd clothing on purpose, and Jesus who is frequently found dining at a table sharing a good meal and can be persuaded to keep the good wine flowing at a wedding reception. John, who addresses his hearers as a broad of vipers, and Jesus, who opens his sermon on the mount with blessings. Such differences have turned John's once booming voice in the wilderness into a questioning heart from the darkness of Herod's prison. Even with these differences, John and Jesus share in the rejection they received. As we read in our passage, John came neither eating nor drinking, yet the generation did not care for him, his style, or his demand for repentance. So the generation played a dance tune on the flute, hoping to loosen him up a bit. Then Jesus came. And Jesus was ready to dance. Each gathering was a cause of celebration. Eat, drink, and be merry. As long as everyone is invited, it is a party. The generation didn't approve of Jesus' guest list, however, and called him a glutton and a drunkard. There is something to be said about generational differences that make us play dance tunes on the flute one moment hoping to change generational behavior, and then wail the next moment, hoping other generations will join in our mourning. To what will I compare this generation? Jesus asked this of his generation, and we too can ask it of ours. 
to what will I compare this generation? The silent generation is like a steady lighthouse guiding us through storms of life, being a beacon of hope to the country and to the world. To what will I compare this generation? Baby boomers are like a roaring river carving new paths in their wake, carving away at the barriers of social and cultural constructs. To what will I compare this generation? Gen X is like chameleons, seamlessly adapting to the shifting landscapes of technology, economy, and family ideals. To what will I compare this generation? Millennials are like chain links of compassion and curiosity, inviting all to hold tightly together for a more inclusive world. To what will I compare this generation? Gen Z is like a phoenix rising from the ashes, embodying courage, inclusivity, and connectivity. To what will I compare this generation? Last week in Kentucky, I witnessed members of Gen Z doing great things. Great things alongside members of every generation. I witnessed a fun-loving group of diverse backgrounds come together to sing and dance and work. I witnessed kids from Virginia, North Carolina, Minnesota, and Connecticut join in the work of caring for the least and the lost and the lonely in Bell County, Kentucky. I saw young people who have a zest for life and a zeal for compassion and empathy. I saw young members of this congregation and others embrace new things, new challenges, grabbing a drill or saw, seeking to learn and grow. To what will I compare this generation? Gen Z is like fearless adventurers stepping into uncharted territory, challenging norms that confine them. This generation dares to ask the tough questions, refusing to accept the world as it is. This generation rises up against the walls of prejudice, ignorance, and inequality with a spirit that is not intimidated. Just like Greta Thunberg, a Swedish environmental activist who boldly raises her voice for climate change, who challenged world leaders to take immediate action, this generation turns pain into power as they pursue a world where all people can be who they are and accepted just as they are. Just like Malala Yousafza, a Pakistani educational activist who fearlessly speaks out for girls everywhere, and who was shot by a masked gunman because she spoke out publicly on behalf of girls and their right to learn. Gen Z embodies a childlike curiosity of exploration and the authenticity to be true to themselves. To what will I compare this generation? They are like a mosaic of love, where every piece is unique and valuable, contributing to the beauty of the whole. This generation embraces diversity in all its forms, tearing down walls of discrimination and prejudice. They extend their hand to the least of these, the marginalized and forgotten. They speak out for the different, the new, those misunderstood by the world. 
Just like Taylor Jones, a young TikTok creator who uses her platform to shine a spotlight on black history, a history that is not taught, not mentioned, and not celebrated. Just like Madeline Stewart, a supermodel with Down syndrome and autism who speaks out for disability rights and acceptance, just as Jesus called the least the greatest in the kingdom, so too does Gen Z. To what will I compare this generation? They are like seekers of truth in a world of noise and confusion. This generation set to be the most educated generation has the knowledge and discernment to sift through the information age with wisdom beyond their years. They understand the difficulties of life and are not afraid to talk about them. Just like Emma Chamberlain, a social media influencer who has been open about her battle with depression and her battles with mental illness through her podcast. Just like Samir Jha, who started the Empathy Alliance to support students who are bullied because of their LGBTQI identities in hopes to make schools a safer place for all. Just like Emma Gonzalez and the numerous other young people who rallied against gun violence and pushed for gun control and gun reform following school shootings, following each of the school shootings that seemed to just keep happening. These truths, the truths of the power of love, compassion, and pursuit for justice, these truths have been hidden from the wise and the intelligent and have been revealed to infants, the young and the vulnerable of our day and age. For such was God's gracious will. To what will I compare this generation? Yet with all these joyful pursuits and hope for a better tomorrow, this is a generation weary and heavy burdened. They are carrying the weight of anxiety and uncertainty. They are weary of the pressures of academic performance, career prospects, and the rapid pace of technological change. They are burdened with the weight of social expectations, the fear of rejection, and the struggle for acceptance. And this generation is carrying the weight of global issues such as climate change, inequality, and political unrest. Beloved, children of each and every generation, you do not have to carry the burdens of the world in which you grew up all alone. The burdens of a world left to you by the generation before you. No matter what generation you belong, Jesus is inviting you to come. Find rest from the weariness and burdens of life. Come, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, whenever you are, come. Come all. Not just one generation, but all. Those with questions, weary hearts, and heavy burdens, come all. Come all and rest. Rest from the storms, the stress, the anxieties and uncertainties of life. Rest knowing you are loved, 
You are worthy. You are accepted just the way you are. Rest, finding joy in the dancing. And rest, finding meaning in the morning. Come, all, rest. May we, from generation to generation, join in the weightless wonder of faith as we work, rest, and dance together. May it be so. Amen. Second Presbyterian, finding direction by following Jesus.